This is HPR episode 2763 entitled Deep Geek Explains SPF Records and is part of the series Information Underground. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 14 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Confused about SPF? Klaatu was. Here's Deep Geek's explanation. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hey everyone, you're listening to Hacker Public Radio and this is Deep Geek. Uh, it's not really Deep Geek, it's Klaatu. But I'm reading something that Deep Geek wrote because he, he emailed me something about SPF records in 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 imx uh, mail servers and i thought this is really really useful information and it is explained in a way that i have not read elsewhere so i think it's worth making this into a hacker public radio episode deep geek gave me his blessing so to speak and so here it is this is a, 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 a i guess it's a blog post technically by deep geek you can imagine his voice if you want Although, that said, I'm not going to read it word for word. If you want it verbatim, you can find it at gopher.info-underground.net colon 70 slash scottflog slash 9997-spf-intro.txt. There you can find the verbatim version of this post. The, The reason I'm not reading it word for word is because I find that when people do that, it it doesn't sound... It's it's difficult to follow, so I'm going to try to I'm going to read it, but I'm going to put in a couple of clatuisms here and there, just because I think it'll feel more natural for you listening, trying to parse it, uh, rather than me just reading sentence after sentence without any sort of emotion or understanding in my voice. So there you go. There's the disclaimer. This is a a slight remix, but not much. So here here it is. So after a few people read my last flog entry, I've been asked to explain SPF. I won't try to explain it, explain everything about SPF. That's for the people at openspf.org to do. I'll try to explain it from my point of view, which is that of a guy running his own outbound SMTP server who wants his emails to get accepted by all the other SMTP servers out there. Now, I always believe it's good to start by asking, what's it for? Because if it's just a thing that we're made to do, nobody wants to do it. But if we can understand the benefits of doing it, then we may actually want to do it to reap those benefits. SPF stands for Sender Policy Framework. This means that it's a way for domain owners to publish their policy on who is a valid sender of email for the domains they own. So I'm just going to read that part again. SPF stands for Sender Policy Framework, and it means that it's a way for domain owners to publish their policy on who is a valid sender of email for the domains they own. Why is that important? Well, in the old days of email, you would just set your from address, and that was that. No questions asked. Everyone just assumed that you were telling the truth. If you had set your from address uh, to clatu at example.com, then 
why would it be from anywhere else? You said that's where you said it was from. But then the spammers came along, of course, and they started setting the from address as part of their campaign to fool people into reading their messages. So you get an email from a friend or a boss or an, uh, someone you know at work or, or maybe even yourself, and you open it only to find that the message isn't a friendly message at all, but it's a message about purchasing herbal Viagra or something. So there had to be a way to say, okay, only these senders can send email claiming to be from this place. Of course, as you can see, probably this breaks some applications uh, for for email forwarding. Being a butcher by trade, I used to have a forwarder at Jason Scott's domain, cow.net. Specifically, I was mad at cow.net. I even put this in my from header and sent email like that. My ride ended months later when some spammer decided that my cool email address would be the perfect from header for his spams, and I began to get all kinds of weird bounces and complaints about spam. Now, with SPF, Jason could declare only my email server at such-and-such such a mail exchanger is a valid sender of cow.net email, and all others should be rejected. Even then, it would have been up to Jason as to whether or not to include my SMTP server on that authorized list. I very well could have been left out in the cold. So when it comes to SPF, start out by thinking in terms of domains you own and what servers can send mail into the internet with a from header that refers to a domain you own. And here's Klaatu interjecting here a little bit. So just in case you're not familiar, maybe, with, uh, w with what he's talking about. Like, what, what's a from from header? What is that? Well, if you go into your email client, um, and and I'm, I'm assuming that you have an email client of some kind. It might be online, it might be in a web browser, it might be um, a, a remote thing that you have, you know, a desktop client that you, you pull email down from the internet and read it there. It might be something like that, but in a terminal. Who knows? Who knows what you're using? But whatever your client is, there ought to be a way, after a fashion, hopefully easily, but there ought to be a way to find the... to, to look at the, the full headers of that email. And if you've never done that, I urge you to do that really just for fun. Even if it doesn't... if you're not looking for anything, just have a look. Because it's it's got a lot of information in there. And... And this one from, from DeepGeek, for instance, has a return path of his email address, and it's delivered to me at a specific email address. But it was received by this server that sits between me, my desktop email address, and, and where the email is actually hosted. So that gets inserted in there. And the delivery date is marked. And let's see what else is going on. There's an X spam checker version and the X spam level of this email address or this this email message rather. And then there's the from, and then there's the to, and the subject, and so on. So there's a bunch of information in there that can be that can that can be kind of interesting. And and if you look at a couple of header blocks from something legitimate and then look at a couple of header blocks from the next spam message that you receive, it, it'll be an interesting comparison, and it is worth doing, in my opinion. So, back to DeepGeek now. 
So let's look at everybody's first SPF record. V equals SPF1 space plus A space plus MX plus tilde all. How to interpret this? Well, SPF is read from left to right, so we start with V equals SPF1, which is just a declaration of what this record is, which is an SPF record written to the standard of version 1. What follows is a space-separated list of actions and mechanisms. So in plus A, the plus means accept email, and the A is the A record of this domain. So if the domain is email domain, and its SPF record is V equals SPF1 space plus A space minus all, this, which is the same as V equals SPF1 A minus all, since the plus can be assumed, means if you get an email that claims to be from email.domain, accept it. If the DNS lookup for the A record for domain.com is where it came from. If that doesn't match, reject all other emails. This can also be said as v equals spf1 space plus a colon email dot domain space dash, uh, yeah, minus all. Changing the end to tilde all means soft fail, which means it just gets marked and moved to the spam folder rather than dropped. How about that plus mx? Well, you guessed it, the mx record of that domain. The other thing you need to know is that you are allowed 10 mechanisms with straight IP addresses not included. It is evaluated in order left to right, and if you run over 10 items, the thing fails and is invalid. So let's look at a real example. So if you go into a terminal and issue the command dig gnu.org space txt, you'll get a bunch of results back a lot of which you can ignore, but eventually you'll see things uh, such as v equals spf1 space ip4 colon 140.186.70.0 slash 24. So what we're seeing is that gnu.org chose to list the IP address ranges as valid email senders. Indeed, doing a dig space gnu.org space mx shows that their mx is, um, let's see, mx10eggs.gnu.org. Shows their email exchanger is eggs.gnu.org. That traces to 64 bytes from eggs.gnu.org, 208.118.235.92, and 208.118.235.92 is presumably in IP4 colon 208.118.235.0 slash 24. Now, in my case... I decided to go back to using a shared hosting provider's servers, so I had to contact them to get their SPF record. V equals SPF1 space plus MX space plus A space plus include colon websitewelcome.com plus include colon unifiedlayer.com space tilde A all. So what's with the mechanism include? Well, that means to use their list as well as your own. It turns out that after a few dig commands, uh, their list is a, a nested list of other groups of IP addresses. So remember when I said you have 10 mechanisms? Well, if I put the name of my email sending domain at the end of their record before the minus all, 
because remember it's evaluated from left to right, then I do run out of lookups and it never gets there. So to add to that SPF record, I make my SPF record thus. V equals SPF1 space plus MX space plus A colon machine name dot my domain dot top level domain space plus include colon website welcome dot com space tilde all. And this is CLAT2 again, just, just in case it wasn't clear. The, the example that he's using here is, uh, it would be SV equals SPF1 plus, uh, space plus MX space plus A colon, and then some, the name of your, of your, of your server. So let's, let's say that it was, um, I don't know, uh, excelsior.example.com, and then space plus include colon website welcome.com. And then uh, space tilde all. So you're you're saying to accept the stuff from excelsior.example.com, and then you're including the stuff from websitewelcome.com, and then tilde all. This was so back to deep gig here. This way, the contents of my designation are checked first, then what my email provider includes next. The last means I want to mention is a way to check SPF email with an email verifier. The company. Port25.com, which makes a commercial MTA, that's mail transfer application, by the way. Um, they make a professional, a commercial uh, MTA, keeps a verifier on the internet. If you send an email to check-auth at verifier.port25.com, they will email you back a report as to how your record checks out. I hope you found this text file informative. And that's the end of Deep Geek's blog. I, I found it extremely, extremely helpful. Hopefully you did too. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.